0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron.
1: You're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today is part two of our segment on the Cajun Saints, and today we're talking about a prospective saint. And his name is August Nanco Pelafeg, And our guest today is uh, Father Gary Shakespeare and also Mr. Charlie Hardy on the show today. And these guys have shared a lot of wonderful stories about Nanko. And we're going to continue that, that dialogue today. It's just a blessing to have them on the show. I want to share with y'all, um, I, I had a gentleman on the show uh, talking about the Acadiana flag. And uh, I love our, our heritage and our traditions, and, and I don't know if you guys know, but the, the castle and, and the Acadiana flag is for the Spanish, and uh, the fleur-de-lis is for the French. French, Do you guys know what the star is represents. I do not. It's the Virgin Mary because the Virgin Mary was the patroness of the Acadians and uh, and the Mississippi River was known as the uh, River of the Virgin Mary back in the day. And so when they came down and, and, and when they came down and migrated down into South Louisiana, they came down that river and they dedicated that time. So a lot of people see that Acadiana flag and don't know what that star is for. But again, we're talking about the heart of Cajun country, and that's in Orneville. That's God's country, Father. Huh? Amen. <laughs> hey no doubt.
2: La jonction. Its old name was La jonction. Okay. The connection of the F- F- Bayou Teche, which still flows through Orneville, and Bayou Fusilier. They would join and they, it was called La jonction for years and years until uh, Mr. Arnaud gave land for the church and the cemetery and the school, and it was changed to Orneville after his donation and his generosity. And we still think of that as a beautiful tribute to the generosity of a man who was very blessed materially, but he was more blessed spiritually and
1: in the realm
2: of sharing his gifts with the community of orneville
1: we're going to talk a little bit about um, he. I believe that they, that I've heard uh, as it to be a saint, you have to have two confirmed miracles. And I'm, I guess you guys have heard some of the stories. I I heard one. They talked about at his funeral that uh, about the rainbow popping out. But t- tell us a little bit about some of those things. You
0: know. Uh, let me say this: uh, the uh, right now, now that the uh, that Bishop Desertel has formally opened the cause for Noko uh the, the uh, postulator, the priest from the Vatican, has uh, taken some information back to his group of, of other postulators to begin the investigation of Noko's first miracle. Um, the way that, that that is done, I'll tell you first of all what that miracle is, uh, and and uh, it involves a young doctor, Dr. A.J. Delahousie, who is the son of one of our founding members of uh, Mary Agnes Dallahoussi, she was a hardy, and uh, my first cousin. Her son, Dr. Delahousie, uh was an avid um, bicycle rider and racer, uh, just like you would see on the Tour de France type bicycle. And uh, unfortunately, one day, while practicing uh, with his team, the, the front wheel uh, came off of the bicycle. I think he was, his GPS indicated he was doing 13 miles an hour um, your uh, feet are, are strapped into the pedals, so he had no way of just stopping the fall and he broke his neck. Uh, he went through t- this, happened in Homa, Louisiana. Uh, he went uh, to Terrebonne General. Uh, he was airlifted to Ochsner in New Orleans. Um, he was basically written off that he would probably not survive and if he did survive he'd never be able to walk again he had a broken neck some other serious injuries uh they they then flew him by jet to tier that's the rehab center in houston texas and uh he was there for weeks and weeks prayed to noko and uh, i'm happy to say today that he is uh, walking talking and he is again practicing medicine uh, doctor of ophthalmology uh, in fact, I just saw my good eye doctor, Doctor <laughs> Delahoussie, last Monday. Got a good checkup, and didn't cost me much. But uh, he has interviewed the priests from the Vatican. They have taken documentation back to Rome, and the way the verification process works, they take the recipient of the miracle out of the equation, and all his relatives, like me, stories about his miraculous recovery, and they they begin presenting it to. They're on neurosurgeons. And um, those team of doctors go through all of what he went through and determine that nothing medically could have been done to save this particular man other than the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vatican, uh, Father Louis Escalante, is doing the same, exact same thing with uh, a miracle. They're investigating on Charlene Richard. And uh, they have told us recently they hope to conclude that investigation before the end of this year. Uh, At that point in time, uh, Noko uh, will be venerated. You go from uh, a servant of God to to be venerable. After becoming venerable, after this miracle is verified, then a second miracle uh, has to be investigated. Uh, I'm not going to say too much about the second miracle. uh, We do have some information on it uh, but the, the Vatican has not interviewed this young lady yet. Um, uh, and, and then there's another one we have that we're going to present to the Vatican for August no And that's the process. Believe me, we're all, all learning how to go through, um, uh, and, uh, Monsignor Mallet here in Lafayette Father the Gary have been a tremendous help to us. Uh, the, uh, the other two candidates, Charlene Richard and uh, Verbis Lafleur, uh, have priests that are leading the opening of the cause and the veneration for their candidates. I'm, uh, I'm the only non-priest, and believe me, mm-hmm. I need all the help I can get, <laughs> and they have been tremendous. Uh, we, we're making a lot of headway because of a lot of people, and I know Noko, as humble as he is, mm-hmm. probably hates us doing this. Oh, yeah, yes. uh, he, he would uh, not he, be pleased. <laughs> he would not want this at all. I apologize to him every time I go say a little prayer to him in the Orneville Cemetery. And I just tell him, I'm sorry, Noko, but too many people want this to happen. You deserve it.
1: Mm-hmm. And and
0: we will continue.
1: They need another story. Uh, <coughs> one other story I forgot to mention to y'all that Pam told me was about his shoes. And I don't know that he ever had a new pair of shoes but you know she mentioned that they would use duct tape and anything they could find to put his shoes together because he, he wore them out going back and forth to mass and that he would take his clothes and hand wash them and, and, and lay them out on the barbed wire fence out there and and that's the other thing her memory as, as a kid was that he always smelled a little funky from going back and forth but, uh, but, but a holy man uh, Father tell me a little bit more about how he touched your life
2: well part of Noko's charism to me was when you would see him and listen to him you would know that this is the same person. He didn't just talk the talk and brag on the contrary he minimized what he did and maximized what other people did and he was always an inspiration in that sense to me and you know back to the leaflets of the Sacred Heart that were so important the whole devotion of the Sacred Heart leaflets is centered around the morning offering and I bet thousands of people have the morning offering taped to their mirror at their bathroom in the morning. Because that was the devotion to begin your day offering everything that day to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. All your joys, all your blessings, all your struggles, all your sacrifices. And the morning offering concludes with the prayer for the devotion to the intentions of the Holy Father. And every month, the Holy Father presents two or three intents, normally two intentions, you know, through the web, through Vatican website for that people can pray for the things that the Pope prays for. And I have to tell you, some of the things the Pope prays for, I would have never thought of praying for. That's why he's the Pope and I'm not the Pope, okay, you know. But, but he, 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 he prays for the needs of the world. I'm still very provincial. I pray for my my family, the church here in Lafayette, and our own struggles and difficulties in America. But the Pope is concerned about the world, about the universe, about nature, you know, and about countries that I I can't even pronounce, surely not spell. Mm-hmm. So it 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 was an a, an effort on Norco's part to expand the prayer form and the prayer thoughts of the people from Orneville and all the people who are involved in the Apostleship of Prayer. And it, it's based, I think, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and there are thousands of churches throughout the country in America that have the Apostleship of Prayer. So it's a devotion that really touches millions and millions of people's lives, and Noco was a great teacher and a great instrument in bringing that to our community in Orneville. And I still have the Prayer of the Sacred Heart. And the morning offering, it's not on my mirror, but I have it by heart and I've said it enough times to know how important that is. Because we live at a time and in, in our own lives that we would like to have everything good and comfortable. But the message of Jesus is through the sacred heart, through the sufferings of Jesus, through his death and resurrection, we are saved and redeemed. And Noko had that perfectly lived in his life through simplicity, through devotion, and through a desire to preach not by words alone, but by his example and his efforts to educate and to inform Catholics properly.
1: How would you guys say to the young Cajun Catholics out there, maybe even the non-Catholics, about how, how we're um, put into a box as we have a lot of repetitive prayer in, in the Catholic faith, and whether it's the rosary or, you know, uh, I, th- I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you guys. You know, he, he, he did kind of the same thing every day. He went to Mass, very devout very regimented uh but what is it about the catholic faith that you can say that um makes that contemplative contemplative prayer come to life for you in your in your prayer life go ahead Charlie, tell us
0: (laughs) well i'll say this uh i was fortunate that uh and blessed and i'm sure Nicole was involved to have beat cancer uh had a had an occurrence of stage four throat cancer and i can tell you uh they may have repetitive prayers in the Catholic Church. I said them all a lot. And uh, the Catholic nuns, uh, my wife, Noko, a lot of people have taught us how to pray for what we need, what we want, for who we want, for who needs help. And um, with the Catholic um- upbringing from Orneville, I have to give it to that little town because a lot of people pray for a lot of needs in their own way. And uh, because of Noco, or Monsignor Bernard, or any of the Catholic nuns that were there, Father Gary Sixnine or Monsignor Babongel, um, they had a way of teaching you how to pray. And it didn't necessarily have to be the repetitive prayers. And I think to this day, I know in our children, we instill the same. Uh, because you're right, there's a lot of repetitiveness in the Catholic Church and uh, you have to open it up. And believe me, there's a lot of uh, ears out there wanting to listen to you. Uh, you know, Noko, uh, he, he s- served the Sacred Heart of Jesus for 68 years of his life. He was never paid a penny. Uh, I'd like to know the benefit of all of his counseling in people's houses. Uh, that helps so many people pray for whatever they, they were hurting about and they were successful in overcoming it uh, because of him. And uh, you know, myself, my dad, my uncles, a lot of people in Orneville tried to give Noko a lift uh, from, these houses in Orneville are not exactly door to door. He'd walk for miles and miles. Uh, he delivered the message of six different popes during the period of time that he was delivering that Sacred Heart leaflet and praying with people. Like Father Gary said, there were prayers that, that we, had, we didn't even know where some of these places were, but when Noko was in that family's house, they knew who they were praying for. And uh, I think because of that um, upbringing, uh, the prayers flowed very easily.
1: You're listening to Cajun Catholics again. Today's guest is Father Gary Sheik-Snyder, and uh, also we're here with Mr. Hardy, uh, Mr. Charlie Hardy, and we're sharing just some beautiful stories about uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Nanko Pelafig from Arneville and soon, hopefully, soon to be a saint. Um, but, uh, Father, Tell us a little bit about some of the things in French. I think that for our listeners, and I know you're fluent, and probably Mr. Charlie is as well. I know in the old days I used to tell them we only sold our cars in French. You know, we had to uh, our, our, we would hire a salesman that only speak French because nobody, most people spoke just French. So we used to sell our cars in French back in the day, and that, now you kind of got to be a little bilingual, and maybe that's going away. But what, what are your memories of, of Nanco with, with the French language?
2: Well, growing up in Orneville, my core language was French. And to this day, at 77 and three-quarter years old, I still think in French, I dream in French, and I feel in French. I'm still learning how to speak English, and the learning curve is almost over. Okay, (laughs) But for me, the, the devotion that touched me the most growing up aside from my own family and my prayers at home and learning the Our Father, the Hail Mary and the Glory be in French before I went to first grade. And my first grade teacher was Sister Theophilus who was a giant of a woman in my heart and always has been. And uh, one of the funny stories I tell people, uh, I used to sit by her desk in the first grade and I thought she liked me. Mm -hmm. But I realized it was to be more observant of my actions and my behavior. Sitting still has never been easy but she taught me a lot about patience and calmness and being obedient. But the devotions in French in Arneville, First Friday was always important because there was First Friday devotions. We start with mm-hmm. benediction at 6 o'clock, First Friday morning. Noco was always there in in my remembrance with Father Bernard. And we would say the Rosary of the Sacred Heart in French, a very simple prayer, Jésus, doux et humble de coeur, Rendez mon coeur semblable à Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. And Beautiful. you repeated it like the Hail Marys it, with that simple prayer. And it may be repetitive, but when you're in a stressful situation, you don't need a complicated Bible passage. You need a word, a phrase, or a sentence, or an image. Now, I can quote you many Bible verses, many Bible passages, but when I had my first treatment of cancer in July of 2017, those didn't help me. It was that little prayer that I just mentioned, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. And if my heart can be as accepting of my suffering and my struggle, and Noko had prayed this for decades, he taught that by his example. So in response to many people saying Catholics are repetitive. I've been around non-Catholics long enough to know they are full of repetition. <laughs> I'm they glad just, you said the
1: word repetition. I thought yeah, you were oh, going to yeah. say something else. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I could. but
2: and, and they mean well. But And again, maybe some Catholics are not thoughtful enough and meditative enough of the repetition. But the, the Hail Mary, the Our Father prayer, are so magnificent that said devoutly, a rosary can be the best meditation of your day or the week. But for me, the French devotions growing up in Orneville, and I still go back to Orneville often, like I have three or four times a week to do funerals. And there's two phrases they always appreciate. Dans les mains du bon Dieu, in the hands of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We, we prayed that one day we would be in the hands of God. Et le bon Dieu nous soigne, and the good Lord takes care of us. The wow. providence of God. So, so French has a a beauty and an affection dimension, uh, Todd, that English doesn't have.
1: It does. It does. It, it's beautiful. I think you need to write a book, and that book will be entitled, I Dream in French.
2: Oh, yes. Je <laughs> en français, and I pray in French, too. I'll be your agent. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. I think that's what makes our culture so wonderful, and and uh, and the music and the food, and you know, mm. it's just a, a wonderful place to grow up. I'm I'm a lifelong resident of Lafayette, and you know, you you, you feel like you're pretty holy because you live in Lafayette, but it's nothing like living in Orangeville, I guess, or you know, in Roebridge or Cecilia. That's that's it's even better. Yeah, you know, better. <laughs> Jealous a little bit there. Yeah you know and uh Mr Gary Angel, who who is our sales manager at work his mother i believe taught school in cecilia for many years and 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 knew Nonco, and i believe helped write a little bit some on Nanco, and just beautiful people so fortunate to have in our lives and and Gary and i have had the good fortune to both make cursia and um, and the cursia movement is beautiful did, did was there cursia back then something similar to like it, that? It, it
2: was just beginning mm-hmm. you know in the late 60s and early 70s. And I don't think, I don't know if Noko ever made a cursillo. Mm-hmm. It would have been difficult for him to leave for the whole weekend. I know that, you know. But I know he was very supportive of the men who came back from the cursillo because mm-hmm. Father Bernard, the pastor at the time, and Father Bernard was the pastor and the priest in Arneville from 1938 when he was ordained a priest. And he went there as an associate and Monsignor Masbio, the old pastor, retired, uh, and so Father Bernard became the pastor. For 30 years, Father Bernard was the priest in Arneville wow. to 1968. He influenced my vocation profoundly. Uh, when they interviewed me in the seminary to see if I would be accepted, why do you want to be a priest? I want to be like Father Bernard, okay? And wow. So the, the priest said, well, that's not quite enough. <laughs> but for me, if I could have been a priest like Father Bernard, my life would have been, you know, in the mind of God and in the providence of the Almighty. And, and Noko encouraged young men to go to the seminary. He prayed with us and often taught altar boys. Now in those days, we had to learn Latin to be an altar boy in the 50s and early 60s. And Noko was the priest, the person who helped Father Bernard instruct us. So his life continues to be an inspiration to me and Noko passed in 77. 77. You know but his life continues to be an inspiration and I've been so pleased and encouraging to Charlie and the other people on the Noko Foundation for all the hard work they do for the efforts at you know informing people. The website is very instructive and easy to use and gives you some information and some prayers and some documents that are so significant, and Bishop Desatel, since he's come to our diocese in the last several years, he is so involved and supportive, not only of the Noco efforts to, mm-hmm. to canonize Auguste nonco Pelafic, but for Miss Charlene Bernard, Charlene, you know, Richard, Richard yeah. and for Father Verbus Lepleur. Now, Father Verbus LeFleur, because he was a, a Chaplain in the Second World War, he may be canonized easier because he's almost a martyr. Mm-hmm. He literally gave his life in helping people on the ship that was sinking, and so he is an inspiration. Ms. Charlene is, but for me, Noko is where my heart is. Mm-hmm. I have been knowing him, and he's no, no, he's known me all my life <laughs> until he passed in seventy-seven. But his inspiration and and the influence of so many people to pray the morning offering. It may sound like a simple thing, and you repeat it every day, but then the Lord's Prayer, if you repeat it every day and live the Lord's Prayer every day, you, you can't make a better prayer. you be pretty good. Uh, you would be more than pretty good. You you know uh, the, <laughs> word, the
0: word that I've been hearing a lot, especially from Father Gary, is that NoCo help do this, NoCo help do that. You, you would never see NoCo in the pulpit. Uh, NoCo was not uh, one to t- uh, talk to a congregation. Uh, even when he had his Sacred Heart pageants, uh, that was not an introduction of people by no code. It was usually done by an older student. Uh, he always sat in the second pew. Uh, he had no aspirations to be in the first pew. Uh, he helped a lot of people. The story I was telling about a lot of people stopped on these country roads to give him a ride. Everybody knew him, and uh, they wanted to bring him to the next stop. He, he, he turned it down, but that person at the wheel always left with a Sacred Heart leaflet, <laughs> uh every leaflet uh, did have a family name on it, so he knew where he was going. However, he did have a few with no names on it and, and would hand to just about anyone and would ask them, because I was told this, would ask them, do they have any intentions they would like to pray with him for? So he was interceding in, with hmm. people back then, but you never saw him at the microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a very humble uh, man that we all need to pray to because I can tell you the results will come forward.
1: Now I understand it's a no no not to call him a saint and that's not proper with the church until that proper time has come but saints have relics and I'm curious and I'm sure he had certain things in that house that were relics of his. Is, does someone have some of those things? Uh,
0: right now the, um, we have not really explored the inside of the house in, in respect for the Pelafeg family uh, however, uh, we, we do have a prayer card coming out that ha- it has a piece of cloth, uh, that will be a relic. And I understand that cloth came from, um, a relic can also be a piece of cloth or mm-hmm. anything material that was actually touched to his tombstone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and right now that's all we have. Now you have to remember, no code died about 30 years before we started the foundation, right, right. so I don't think we're going to find too many.
1: Maybe he had a Bible? That, yeah,
0: we do We do have NoCo's Bible. There you go. Annie Kale, uh just passed away and uh, she has uh, decided to give that Bible to the NoCo Foundation. Uh, her family still has it, and we look, it's it's a beautiful old Bible. It's, it's huge. It weighs a ton. So that's going to be something we're going to have to put in a glass case and preserve for forever.
2: And possibly some rosaries or medals. Yeah. Surely little Sacred Heart badges that he would also give. I had one in my wallet for 40 years. It just fell apart several years ago. But Noko had given that to me when I was ordained, so it stayed in my wallet. You know, Other things evaporated from the wallet too, but the little Sacred Heart badge, you know, but but Noko's books, his devotions, mm-hmm. uh, I would think there would probably be some things in that little house that would yep. be, surely qualify as you know, relics.
0: Todd, uh, Todd mentioned something, uh, uh, kind of comparing Noko to St. Francis of Assisi, and I think that's a very good comparison. And part of their mission in life was the same, uh, besides having a, a, a group of animals around them most of the time. And uh, they both... Console people and 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 led the devotional prayers with them and it and helped so many people uh, without wanting any accolades or
1: Mm-mm.
0: just or recognition
1: uh, that's correct want to speak the gospel at all times and when necessary use words. can you say that in french uh prêcher l'evangile
2: de jésus tout le temps use des mots bien rarement love that
1: yeah that's beautiful yeah. father gary is going to host a show every week i'm stepping aside cuz he's the man <laughs> Uh, and he's so humble, and I want to take the last two minutes of the show just to at least talk about Father Gary, because it's possible that this saint, maybe to be, will, will have mentored another saint, because in my mind, Father Gary is a saint. But Father Gary, tell me a little bit. You've had 50 years and wonderful, t- uh, just been a blessing to everyone in And What do you want your legacy to be? Probably three things.
2: One, the devotion to the Eucharist and to Mass. There is no thing I do more important than stand at the altar to say Mass. And there's a little saying in many sacristies of of many Catholic churches for the priest, for his benefit. Say this Mass as if it is your first Mass. Say this Mass as if it is your only Mass. Say this Mass as if it is your last Mass. And I often think of that and I went to Orneville Saturday to do a funeral for one of our old parishioners, Mr. A.D. Durio, and when I stood at the altar, one day it will be my last Mass. It's been my first Mass a long time ago, <laughs> June 7 of 69. But I know the devotion to the Eucharist and the sacrifice of Jesus and his gift of the Eucharist to save, to forgive, to heal, and to guide us. For me, the Eucharist is key. Second, the Scripture to live the Scripture, to read the Bible a little bit at a time. And I sometimes caution people about biblical indigestion. Some people are oversaturated with the Bible, but they forget to live it. If you have to brag on how good you live the Bible, you're not doing a good job. You're not doing a good job at all. If people say, oh, you're humble. No, please, don't tell me that. You know, If they notice it, right. But if you have to bring it to their attention, not good. So the Eucharist, the Bible, and... The proverbial symbol of Father Gary for me would be a happy face. On my casket, uh, there will be five f- five objects: my Bible that I use at daily mass, you know, in my scripture, the chalice I use at mass, uh, an American flag, and a big square happy face. And if anybody comes, you know. They're, they're, crying at my funeral please don't cry you're crying for the wrong person if i believe what i believe the happiest day of my life will be when the lord brings me from this life to the kingdom now i'm I'm gonna remind jesus when he brings me to judgment don't forget i helped build st edmund's church (laughs) just to make sure that he remembers that and i'm sure the lord i'm just joking see but, but but the joy of jesus and the joy of the scriptures is what matters the most to me about my life as
1: a priest. God bless you, yeah. Father. We yeah. love you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show, both of thank you guys. You it was well. really a blessing. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show, and uh, we're going to do our best. We need all our prayers out there to get Mr. August and Uncle Pellefigue to be a, a saint, the first Cajun saint. And, uh, and thank you for listening to the show again. Engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless.